0: Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I am the co-host Jesse Williams. With me today is co-host Coleman Hemphill, the Texas Hemp Industries Association. We have our guest today is Shada Tarabi from Restart CBD. How are you doing Shada?
1: I'm doing phenomenal. Thanks for having me on the podcast, y'all.
2: Well, it's great to have you here. How are you doing Coleman? I'm doing excellent. I, I'm ready for the fastest hour in radio this week. It seems like every week this gets faster and faster. There's just so much to talk about. Amen. When
0: your mind's racing and everything is being processed quickly, it's never a dull moment. It, time flies, right?
1: I feel like cannabis, too. I mean, but whether it's national or even like here in Texas, obviously, it's happening at a rapid pace. I know there's a lot of topics that we're going to discuss today to kind of touch on some of those things that are happening in the state of Texas. But yes, it definitely keeps us on our toes and is constantly, it seems like the puck is moving.
2: Yeah, we, we've been right in the middle of, of the high holidays from, from 420, I guess. Um, now really officially and, and what we're advocating for is that Willie Nelson's birthday, which is today I believe.
1: I believe so. It might be the 29th which is tomorrow, but it's let's be real. If we're any, if Willie is anything like us, he's celebrating all month long. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just going to give him the whole month of April, you know, 420 to celebrate.
0: So like
2: every day is 420 for Willie Nelson.
1: Amen to that too. Yeah, yeah. So it's been good.
2: So much good content this week. I know that that uh, luck summit was going on this week so many great speakers just talking about the cannabis plant at large and and really providing a lot of great education a lot of speakers on on hemp specific items and and Shady, you've been busy how many different how many different panels did you host this last week I hosted
1: three panels with Lux Summit, which yes, was a huge opportunity. I'm a born and raised Texan. And obviously, Willie Nelson is the patron saint of cannabis as he's coined himself. And just being able to leverage his platform that he's put forward and kind of capture the sentiment of obviously, everybody is really excited about cannabis, whether you're in Texas or beyond states seem to be legalizing left and right. And so there's a lot of excitement, a lot of you know people who are just curious, I like to say of curious. And so yeah, being able to be a participant and I had you on one of the panels which was really exciting. I specifically uh, organized three panels. One was on hemp's 50,000 uses which you were on Coleman just talking about the other aspects of hemp beyond just consumable. So from fiber and feed and textiles and plastics and then today I did two panels. I did one on terpenes so kind of indica sativa hybrid terpenes as I'm sure y'all know maybe the audience is familiar. We always talk about indica sativa hybrid but there's so much more than just those words. Words. And as a marketer, we often get, you know, put in a corner kind of using those words because consumers want to use those words. But again, there's so much more to be discussed when it comes to how the terpenes and cannabinoids actually interact with our body. And then the third panel I did was on cannabinoids, specifically talking about, you know, CBD, etc., including a very popular one in Texas, Delta 8 THC. So it was a good time for sure.
2: Very cool. So y'all have had your brick and mortar location here in Austin for, for you know, what the last what year? Two years um y'all opened up?
1: We're going on three years. So three we were years. actually one of the first retail brands to open up in Austin. Uh, my company is called Restart CBD. And so I am the co-founder along with my two younger sisters. So Sydney's my middle sister. We founded the company back in August of 2018. So the timeline is it wasn't federally legal yet and it, in return, it also wasn't state legal. So we were definitely operating in a little bit of a wild, wild west. But uh, my quick kind of history is huge, huge cannabis supporter, consumer. In fact, you can ask my parents ever since, you know, we became legal recreationally in Colorado. I've basically like had a plane ticket booked every quarter to go to Denver just to go explore. I'm just very fascinated with the, the legal market and being able to go to a shop and ask questions and be curious and just kind of explore smokables, edibles. Topicals, etc. And so then putting the lens on kind of the Texas market obviously Weed is not legal here in the total capacity, and so how we kind of got into CBD is, um, I was unfortunately in a car accident in downtown Austin. I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian, and I fractured my pelvis in two places and fractured part of my nose. And so, I don't say it to like make you feel sorry for me, just to kind of punctuate, you know, chronic pain is very real.
0: I see this. As I was reading this, it says fractured. I got. How do you say that? Sacrum. 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 What exactly is a sacrum? I've never heard of this. I didn't either until
1: it happened to me. It's a it's a bone basically like where your tailbone and like your your pelvis kind of meet. So it's like a very uncomfortable part like in between your legs. (laughs) And so when I was impacted by the car, that piece broke and I experienced excruciating chronic pain and kind of prior to that, I led a pretty active lifestyle. Um, I also have been a content creator for a while. So I was a food blogger at the time and just you know was eating and exploring different things but the accident really kind of created a juxtaposition in my life where it introduced me to chronic pain in a very confronting way. I was 25 years old. And so like the epitome of health in every other regard. And it really pushed me into how do I manage this? And so traditional recovery is steroid injections, pain medication, physical therapy. Um, I'm not somebody who's like anti-medicine by any means. I just am somebody who always likes to look for different alternatives. And so just being open to, you know, really cannabis at large, including high Delta 9 THC. I was very familiar with the plant, but to be honest, and I think most people would agree, if you were you know smoking dope, smoking pot, you didn't know what the hell an endocannabinoid system was. You didn't know the difference between THC and CBD. You were just like, weed, it's legal, I can have it? Like, yes, let's go.
0: Oh God, I remember when like spice was the thing and everybody oh finally started talking about cannabinoids. And literally the joke we all had in the military was we were like, Cannabino- did you say cabana boys? What are cabana boys? What are you talking about?
1: You're like It's a cannabinoid. Your body has an endocannabinoid system. Can Shut up.
0: Cannabinoids.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of you know where our family really got introduced to CBD as plant-based medicine. My mom is very into kind of natural remedies. And she's like, hey, you know, you really like cannabis, like, in the full plant, full spectrum capacity. Have you heard of CBD? And, and again, I was like, WTF mom, I'm like, what the hell is CBD? Because if you can kind of imagine, now you see CBD everywhere, whether you're in the industry or not, you've certainly heard of CBD. It's you gone so mainstream. You can't
0: hit the gas station without hearing about CBD.
1: That's right. Your chiropractor selling it, your gas station selling it, you're, you know, everywhere. They're adding it into menus. And so for us back then in 2018, CBD was so new that when my mom told me about it, I was like, you're freaking crazy. Like, I'm not going to take this. Cannabinoids, CBD what is this but I'm a firstborn child and so I very much revere my parents and I was like yes mother I will do whatever you want to give me and so really blindly started taking CBD again to kind of set the stage there was no CBD shop no CBD dispensary nowhere for me to go to be educated I was very much left to my own devices and so that's really where our family became really curious for how it was benefiting me during my accident and recovery And so that was 2018, I mean, sorry, that was 2015, 2016 I was in the accident. We didn't launch until 2018, so we we kind of, we really early in the CBD consumption train, but nobody was talking about it. And so I had a day job. I was a corporate tech marketer. I did um, tech marketing for a WordPress company. So I personally come from platform and technology, and doing that whole thing. And I was food blogging. I was traveling uh, on behalf of my company and getting to go to London and New York City and eating my way through these different cities. And and so for me, it was just this like I used CBD, still very much liked cannabis in total, but. There was no business opportunity. I don't know how you come to market and start selling a product that nobody's really heard of. And so as the saying kind of goes, you know, I very much grew up with parents who were like, don't quit your day job for your dream job. And so we started Restart kind of as a side project, kind of testing the waters. There were kind of three external things that I had observed that really like made me feel comfortable to like lean into starting a business. One, if you're here in Austin, Juice Land is kind of like the first smoothie shop that I saw it on the menu. And then two, Dr. Oz actually had an episode kind of back in 2017, 2018. I was like, well, this is interesting. He's kind of bringing up CBD. So maybe people are ready. And then third, I had a friend who knew I consumed, you know, weed, quote unquote, but she didn't know the difference between THC and CBD. And she came to me for education. And I was like okay, people are ready to talk about this, let's go. And so started a website because that's what I'm comfortable with, had no idea how difficult it was gonna be to be online, payment merchants, et cetera. And so we just kind of launched our brand and, and kind of leaned into that uncomfortability. And now fortunately we're going on three years of business. I operate one brick and mortar in North Austin by the domain and have an e-commerce store. I ship this stuff all over the nation.
0: And I, I can understand, I can relate in the consumer side of things because in 2015, there was only one shop I knew of in town that was carrying anything with hemp product in it, CBD oil or, or any of these cannabinoids. And it became this thing of like, I think it was like peanut butter was what they're putting, peanut butter and honey. And I remember taking this to like a normal meeting and talking about it and asking like, well, there's no way that's legal. There's no way that's a legit product. And I look back at it now and go, yes, it very much was a legit product but it's obviously something people were questioning they're like Absolutely. what is this i've never heard of this um somebody's telling me i've got a lawyer telling me it's illegal how can this be possible and it's very uncomfortable that up until 2019 when we passed our hemp bill i'd walk into shops and i never walking into one in san Marcos. this place has chains across austin san marcus san antonio and they're telling you hey this is perfectly legal the 2014 farm bill has made it possible for us to sell this to you. It's legal for you to have. And it's like, unfortunately, it's like, that's not completely true. It's like, you may be, legal, may be legally able to sell it market it, but me as a consumer, if I get pulled over and I have this in my car, right. thinking it's legal, the cops could put me in jail for a felony as a concentrate. It's and like, that's the
1: scary part is just the, the mis- communication and the misinformation, which is, I think, the biggest thing we observed. So we started online and I was working my full time job. Now, again, everybody kind of glamorizes entrepreneurship. I actually got laid off of my job and that's what propelled me into this full time. What a blessing it was. I'm definitely a spiritual person. I believe we're all destined for something big and great. And so for me, a born and raised Texan who gets to work in cannabis, like, yeehaw, let's get it on. But uh, yeah, we saw very quickly that people were uncomfortable having this conversation. They definitely didn't want to buy it online. They were like, what am I buying? Is this going to make me? me high? Am I going to fail a drug test? Like, is this even legal? And so that was really where we saw an opportunity being, you know, again, me with a professional marketing background being like, how can I distill everything that's in my head and that I'm kind of absorbing for that end consumer to make them feel comfortable. And so we actually started doing pop-ups in our local gym because we saw a correlation between kind of health and wellness and recovery using CBD kind of from an anti-inflammatory perspective. And we're doing pop-ups in our gym and people were just gravitating towards oh my gosh, you know, I'm open to this. I have so many questions, this, that, and the other that we really um, leaned into being like f- consumer-facing. And so that's really where we started to realize, hey, we need to get a brick and mortar shop set up. We need to open our doors up. We need to let people come pick our brains and ask us questions. And I always caveat, even still today, you know, a couple years later into this, I will never pretend that I know everything and I am constantly learning There is never a day where if anybody's telling you like this is the truth, this is the end all be all answer, don't trust that person because the industry is so immature and so new and until we have proper, proper research about this plant, there's no telling how it's going to interact everybody's bodies when our bodies are all different. And so I think just by being a friendly face, you know, we're sisters, we're women owned, we're locals, that really made people feel really comfortable and especially we talked about my story a lot. People resonated with like, hey, I have chronic pain and I'm on X, Y. YZ medication or I've just in my case you start to normalize the pain you just you numb it you're like oh I, I forget if my hip hurts half the time when I wear the wrong shoes or sit on the wrong surface and so it's just an uncomfortable feeling that I know most people deal with until they hear someone else is you know having a similar effect or experience and that's where I think the door cracks open and people are like hey I'm curious let's have a conversation and so we just keep leaning into that.
2: Yeah, I, I can't help but but smile thinking about how far we have come, you know, since we really started this discussion in Texas with the legislature in 2015. And, you know, really fortunately, um, we've had really consistent positive interactions with our, our state law enforcement, but it was putting out these little fires in different rural areas all over the state and having to go and talk to the district attorneys and, and really educate people at those those highest levels. And I, I do remember, you know, a time not too long ago, and actually, you still see a lot of this uh, as well, where you don't have the proper labeling and people don't uh, really go through the proper due diligence that you would expect with really any packaged product. And um, it's, it's exciting to me to to see really, you know, the, the work that you're doing in educating now. And, you know, my, my vision, what's always made me really passionate about hemp and CBD products in particular is that it provided a platform to educate a much broader audience than those that are looking for, you know, uh, an intoxicating um, kind of effect. Um, And always recognized it as really a that the most wholesome part of the plant there's nothing that anyone can say negative about these things if it's really being produced in its in its pure form and and being able to see the benefits that that provides to, to children to elderly people to men women and and the different groups of people that have gravitated to this in lieu of of what is many times a very harmful pharmaceutical drug you know I, I was listening to a podcast recently you know so much of this narrative Started around the the issues with the the opioid epidemic, which is still here with us. You know, I I think sometimes in this community we get kind of naive to to the the things that a lot of people are struggling. And hemp is such a a wonderful tool for people to to really benefit their lives in a lot of ways. All right, we're going
0: to go to a commercial break. We'll be back in a few moments. Shada Tarabi is our guest here on the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back in just a few.
3: CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high-THC cannabis, and GMP cleanroom management, and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and... And technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com.
4: The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHimpExpo.com.
5: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Joe at TPS Labs at 956 383 That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show.
6: Produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
0: Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm the host, Jesse Williams. Who's that Russell Dowding
2: guy? You know that guy, Coleman? You know, I haven't seen him now. It's been two weeks. Um, Russell's been, been getting some other work done recently, and I'm uh, super grateful to him to, to give us this opportunity to, to, to keep talking about hemp. want to do it every week, all the time. I got to see him today. Shiny, nice new grill.
1: He sent me a picture. He, he, looks like, great. He can
0: just pull his upper lip up like, yeah. <laughs>
2: but it sounds like, yes.
0: A <laughs> like, little, yes. little
2: lisp. I have a lisp, guys. <laughs> he's, he's getting it worked out so he can get back to radio. It, it, it may have had an impact on his career, you know, but, uh, a, but of, a, little, a little comic relief for the never bad He's thing.
0: even out of his Mike
2: Tyson voice.
0: He'll get there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you now. <laughs> yeah, so... we here um, with guest Shada Tarabi. Yeah, <laughs> Shada Tarabi, Restart CBD. Yeah. Um, so, you know, over the break, we're uh, just kind of catching up. There there has been a lot of, of movement, um, and actually just today, in relation to a lot of the, the different cannabis bills, um, I know uh, HB 2593 um, advanced from the House to the Senate, and this bill would reduce possession of two ounces of THC concentrate from a felony to a Class B misdemeanor. Um, this passed a second reading with no debate. I uh, have one final reading before it makes its way to the Senate. But um you know this has been you know one of the items that has had such a massive impact on on so many Texans. Um you know for for those that don't know, um, there's a separate designation between flour products, um, high THC flour um, versus any, any concentrate, any concentrate under the Texas Controlled Substance Act is deemed a tetrahydrocannabinol. And, and even the smallest amounts of that could could result in a felony. Um, so, you know, a special, uh, special attention to, to concentrates out there and, you know, for for a single vape cartridge is something that can land you a felony. This this bill moving forward, um, I, I think is a great step forward. It, it would be, it, it's been a shame to listen to so many people's lives that have been so horribly affected by just the smallest amount of of these concentrates. And so it's um, it's a good step in the right direction.
0: So how do you feel about all that, Shanda, with, with with the industry you're working in?
1: I'm excited and also bracing for impact because, as you all know, we are a two-year legislative state, and so it's exciting to see things move from the House. Unfortunately, it seems like things sometimes get hung up in the Senate. I know that it's you know making progress, ultimately. I was just listening to, I think, Lisa Pittman and Jax were at an event over the weekend and kind of highlighting some of these points as well of just, it is remarkable, it is exciting to see some of these things being brought up to push things forward but then you're kind of kind of sitting in the in the ground in the mud in the middle of it all kind of dealing with it trying to navigate it and until it's like actually law <laughs> it's not something that I can really be again too excited about but I'm hopeful I'm hopeful to see more impact for Texas I know it's a testy subject when you're getting into like here in Austin we're super Uh, what's the rest word to use? We're protected because it is decriminalized for all intents and purposes here in Austin. So it's exciting to see the rest of Texas benefit from some of these laws because I hear in kind of Dallas, Tarrant County, by the border, El Paso, it obviously is a little bit more stringent with their law enforcement. And so I couldn't imagine being in kind of one of those parts of Texas where, they haven't kind of caught up to what we're experiencing here in Austin.
0: We very much need a consistent standard across the state. And I love that there was an individual, Jeff LeBlanc came and testified on a penalty reduction bill and he talked about if you got to the Houston area, the Bay area, there's a county line that divides a city. on One side of the city and one county they're not dealing with it. They're like Austin. There's like, yeah, whatever. Right. But if you're randomly in that section of town that's on the other side of the county line, you're looking at some serious jail time for any possession. That's just how they want to handle it there. And it's a lot better for people, for us as people in the state, to have a consistent standard that Absolutely. say, you like, so you're running a shop and. You know the product you have brought in. They've given you this COA, and as far as you know, you're like this is a legitimate product. And somebody buys it, leaves Austin, goes out, say Seguin. I say Seguin because they're notorious for being radically different from how Austin handles this. And then right then and there, they like they test it, and it's just a speck over. It's within the negligence limit, but they go, uh, no, you know, you concentrate. It's a felony. Let's haul you to jail. And people don't understand that it's like, yeah, it may be legitimate in Austin, but it's not so it's not excuse me not so legitimate, just thirty miles away.
1: Well, that you highlighted it—that's the scary part. You know, people don't realize how unregulated hemp is and how much discrepancy there are from even county to county. Even, I mean, putting the lens on legal states—I mean, if you look at California's legal market, there are still certain counties in California where they have deemed marijuana illegal. And so, you kind of get into this weird thing as a consumer, where it's like wait, where can I consume and what's legal and what can't I do? And so we have customers who come to us and they shop with us and they're like, okay, well, I'm about to get on a plane. I'm going to go international. Can I take my edibles with me? I'm like, well, where are you going? What's the law where you're going? I can't guarantee what happens to you when you leave kind of the Austin city limits. You know, are there certain liberties that one might take? Are they gonna check, you know, your edibles? Maybe not. Should you travel with a pre-roll? My two cents is definitely not. But those are kind of, I think, what a consumer is trying to understand. What can I actually, what is legal and what can I travel with and where can I travel? And so obviously bringing it back to Texas, that varies County to county.
0: And in Texas, at least in Texas, we've made it to our, our current hemp law statute. The bill says that no town, no county, no city, no no government agency outside of the state can actually outlaw hemp. But as you said, you go to California. California, has they have counties where they went, uh uh-uh, you don't grow hemp here. Mm-hmm. You can grow hemp in those other counties, but you can't grow hemp here purely because like here we're supposed to be, Texas really wants to focus on the industrial side of things. CBD oil, everything's fine. But I've noticed that people are starting to get upset when you start talking about male plants. And if you're running industrial, male plants are preferred over female plants. Well, California, they realized, they said, "Uh uh-uh, no. The male plants are going to damage our medical marijuana fields. So in this county, you can no longer grow hemp because we know you're going to grow male plants for industrial purposes. Don't want that. But in Texas, we've just across the board have said, you can grow what you want to grow, for whatever purpose you want to grow it, as long as it's within the legal definition of hemp.
2: Right. Yeah. And and if you do ever have any issues with your your local law enforcement or, or any of these different groups, please reach out to us at the Texas Hemp Industries Association. Um, you know, for, for those many years, like I was saying earlier, those, those were a lot of the fires that we were putting out. Fortunately, I have not been receiving any of those phone calls. You know, really the the biggest issues that we dealt with throughout 2020 was just kind of the selective um, shutting down of certain businesses that were deemed non essential at the time. Um, You know, again, that was kind of a short run period. There was a lot of of uproar from those businesses and a lot of those local communities. And so fortunately I think we've kind of um, scared the politicians back into the right direction. But you know, right now by and large, as long as these products are below 03 Delta nine THC, you're you're in the clear. Now that being said, um, you should um, really keep careful eyes on on the packaging. There are very you know specific packaging requirements in Texas that are really put in place to to make sure that those products are safe. Um, that you have uh, traceability, you know where these products come from. That they've had all the appropriate pesticides and heavy metals and potency testing to to make sure that those products are are um, are compliant uh, across the board. Um, fortunately, um, you know I think Texas is by and large taken a, a much stronger business-focused approach uh, to this. Um, it's it's been the the hill that that many prosecutors haven't had to, haven't had it, have not wanted to die on. And and we have seen about 60% reduction in cannabis convictions in the state of Texas as a whole um, since our our hemp laws passed, which I think, again, is really reflective of of what Shada was saying. You know, here in Austin, we're pretty well protected. Um, But it's really reflective of this is an issue that I think a lot of our prosecutors are past. Um, There's a lot of... uh, a lot of drugs pouring in from from over the border. There's a lot of just domestic um, consumption of of opioids and amphetamines and all of these different harmful drugs that the the DEA consistently in, in regard to him says, hey, guys, we've got we've got more important things to to be dealing with. But um, throughout all of this, um, you know these are the different points that that we really encourage you to share with people. Um, this is a, a very wholesome product um, this is something that that we can operate in in clean conscience and and clear eyes moving forward to, to promote to people and uh, there's few people better at that than than Shada um, Thank you. I, I am um, you know really interested to to kind of hear a little bit more about you know I, I'm sure you have so many different stories from so many different people coming into your store uh, I mean just something of late you know just to, to kind of share with people a, a scenario of you know, there's a lot of people that were in a similar situation to you with with chronic pain, but there's a lot of different usefulness um, from anxiousness and and different people with their pets. I mean, um, I always seemed when I was in that space, like there's just always those stories that jump out at you.
1: Yeah, it's a great question just because so much of our industry is obviously unregulated and therefore it's really hard to legally say this is a product that does X, Y, or Z for you. And so we really rely on these anecdotal stories. And so I think for me, where I'd rather kind of like shift to is more highlighting some of the different cannabinoids that are coming to market. Obviously, we kind of touched on Delta 8, but really to like drive it home I think when Delta 8 first hit the market, and I say this from the place of, I also have a podcast. It's called To Be Blunt. It's a marketing podcast. I talk to marketers from California, Colorado, everywhere in between. And so I'm observing at a national level, kind of the sentiment. Everybody saw Delta 8 hit the market and was like, oh, those Texans, you know, they just want to get away and get around this Delta 9 THC, they're just looking for a legal buzz. And at first, I was like, okay, I hear you. The farmers are definitely like, well, if it's manipulated, it's not real. It's, you know, I don't want to sell it. They're just taking advantage of the plant. And I'm like, okay, okay, let me, like, talk to some of the consumers. My consumers love Delta 8. In fact, I have people who brag about how much they prefer Delta 8 over Delta 9. And I'm a big believer that if a consumer is having a positive experience with something, let me deliver it to them in a high quality way. I'll admit, not everything out there, Delta 8, CBD, insert whatever cannabinoid is quality. There's definitely variations set on the market. But I love being able to offer consumers a product that they're genuinely seeing value with. And so I see a day where, hey, maybe you don't want a super buzzy high from Delta 9. There is Delta 8. Hey, maybe you don't want to smoke. There's edibles. There's so much to this plant. So many cannabinoids and terpenes and ways for us to explore the benefits I, of it. I so. absolutely,
2: absolutely this love is, this. Um, we are going to hop to a quick commercial break. But yes, let's please keep this conversation going on, on different cannabinoids. love it. This is the Texas Hemp Show. Our guest Shada
0: Tarabi will be back right after this commercial break.
3: CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim roles, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business tax financial accounting and technology advice visit cricpa.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation that's cricpa.com
4: the third annual southern hip expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since
5: 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956 That's 956 That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends
6: at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now. Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. If I had my time again,
0: I would do it all. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm your host Jesse Williams with co-host Coleman Hill, the Texas Hemp Industries Association. Our guest Shada Tarabi.
2: How's everybody still doing this evening? Fantastic. What's um, on? Yeah. So the the last segment we we ended off on a, a very hot topic um, related to um, to Delta Eight, and you know, Shada, you're just kind of sharing that. You know, you're hearing so many stories of people utilizing this in in ways that they wouldn't be utilizing delta nine, that they're not utilizing CBD, um, that they're finding a lot of benefit from it, they're preferring it, they're buying these things consistently, but that there's still a lot of different issues related to to label claims and, and really understanding what delta eight is, what delta eight does, and and if those products are can compliant. Um, if you could kind of you know, share with us some of the, the due diligence that that you provide and, and really the care that, that I know that y'all are really focused on and in the different products that y'all provide.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. I think um, Delta-8 is an interesting one, but it's obviously just one example of many other cannabinoids that are going to continue to come to market. I mean, if you look at the cannabis plant, there's over 150, 160, depending on what you 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 view from cannabinoids. And so Delta-8 is kind of like the latest, greatest, I think, is being pegged. One, because, again, consumers really genuinely like the effects. Kind of to wrap up my last point before we hit the break was... Observing consumers who are having positive effects with these different cannabinoids, you, maybe you're a farmer, maybe you're a naysayer, whatever, might not like this Delta 8 craze, but I have real consumers, real customers who swear that they find Delta 8 relieving, best sleep of their life. Some people say it makes them feel creative. They're able to go clean and do this, that, and the other and just feel at home in their bodies. That's a great feeling. I don't want to stop someone from feeling that feeling. I love high delta nine. I have a lot of friends who are like, ooh, I cannot consume that. That makes me feel super weird. But I love that high feeling. And so who am I to say that this, that, or the other should not be for you? But it definitely... Gets to an interesting intersection when you talk about quality, because I think the, the rapid pace that Delta 8 hit the market, it's obviously super buzzy. When we were on break, I was just highlighting I was at a very popular um, industry show called Champs. Champs is kind of a smoke show, vapes show. It's turned into the cannabis industry a little bit for sure, too. And so I went to this one recently in Orlando every other booth is selling Delta 8. And so you talk about where cannabis is being sold, especially in states like Texas. It's not just the dispensaries who try to do the due diligence. It's also in vape shops and smoke shops. And so there is no quality assurance really happening with these brands. And so when I'm at this show, I'm seeing... Every other booth is selling Delta eight. Well, I know because I've been in the industry that just because you say you have something, it's not always quality, that's where test results come in. That's where being educated on who you're sourcing your products from come in. How do those products actually work in your bodies? I mean, even if you look at the marijuana market, I reflect back on when Colorado first went legal back in 2014, I remember going to Colorado and getting edibles and you know, they were inconsistent. Nobody had really mastered like homogenizing the, the cannabis content in there.
0: Oh, it was a nightmare. It was crazy. Like you could have an edible where it's one milligram and one in one piece right. and then fifteen in another and they're like, but it's like an average of seven exactly. or eight. Exactly. So you're seeing that
1: same thing kind of impact us here on this, you know, part of the conversation with Delta Eight, where it's super inconsistent. Nobody really knows where it's derived. Um, from my knowledge, if it's derived from THC Delta 9, it is illegal. And if it's derived from CBD, that's what makes it legal. To, to my understanding, I don't really know how we can check that from a like, you know, uh, I'm purchasing Delta 8 products because the test results don't really indicate where it's derived from. I know that the science is getting there. Again, Delta 8 really just hit the market maybe six, seven months ago. So it still is very new. Now we're even talking about Delta 10. And so it is something that I think, you know, I always say, Be curious, if you're a consumer, try these things out. See how these different cannabinoids work in your body, but make sure you're purchasing from a brand who is respectable to your standards. You highlighted, you know, Coleman, kind of making sure you're reading labels. We teach our customers to read labels. I'm more than happy all day long to educate someone and them to walk out and go shop somewhere else. Good, as long as you feel comfortable with what you're putting in your body, that's what it's all about because it's it's my body versus your body and so you need to know what's going in it but kind of from an industry perspective i see so many shops who are just jumping on the bandwagon of selling delta 8 not doing the due diligence not making sure that the product is what it says it is it's testing hot for delta 9 i think there's also unfortunately discrepancy on the testing side we talk about telling consumers and telling brands make sure you have testing well I hear a lot of noise around how inconsistent tests are, there's not standard operating procedures for how to test these new cannabinoids, and it's pretty easy to get your tests you know, manipulated depending on who you know and how much money you pay. So unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things, it's not to scare anybody away from any of these products or from getting involved in these different cannabinoids, it's just I really urge and stress, you know, do your due diligence on where you're sourcing from and testing those products.
0: That's something I brought up in the committee hearing when this new hemp bill went up was I was like, we need to make sure we have a way of auditing these labs when they put a lab forward because whatever's on that QR code, I expect that to match whatever's in that bottle because I'm putting this in my body.
1: Well, I heard two, so like kind of two points, one, again, kind of I reflect on all the conversations I have at a national level. So I feel like I'm in a really interesting position where I play here in Texas, but I also am observing what is kind of happening in these other states. And unfortunately, testing is inconsistent at a national level. So we don't have the same test. So if you're like, hey, I'm gonna go get my, my product tested in California, it's a much different test than if you're gonna go get your product tested in Texas. And there's no law around that right now. And there's no consistency. And so unfortunately, that's where the consumer ultimately is the one who who loses that's my biggest um, why I do this is for the consumer I want them to feel comfortable again I want them to know hey Delta 8's not scary you just need to figure out the right amount of Delta 8 the right product that works for you the right combination but getting there as a brand (laughs) bringing that product to the consumer is really murky because of this that and the other when it comes to sourcing extracting manufacturing testing quality assurance etc
2: you know it's something that that I've proposed and would love to, to see in our our Texas bill is is making testing in the state of Texas a prerequisite you know if you have these products you go to, to restart you go and buy these products if you're going to burn it or you're heading to to Brady and, and you get pulled over with these products they have a suspicion of of this product not being legal and they send that off for testing, you need to have a COA in the state of Texas from a certified lab to say, hey, you need to send this right back to the to where this came from um, so that you have an assurance that, that you're not going to have the big discrepancy. You know, but sh- that
1: goes back to kind of the point of... If there's no standard, so like let's say the DEA comes and wants to test things, well, they're going to maybe take it to a different testing facility. And a DEA accredited lab is something new that I've heard of, especially talking about Delta 8. You want to make sure your products are tested at a DEA accredited lab. To my knowledge, Texas doesn't have any DEA accredited labs yet. I know that it's coming. And so it's just one of those things that it is not as accessible for everybody who is dealing in this market, unfortunately.
2: Well, and, and you know, being a, a DEA certified lab, it, unfortunately, the, the way that the DEA and law enforcement has been doing testing for a long time has not, doesn't really translate to, to the highest accuracy. Um, you know, for the longest time, law enforcement was just looking for any presence of THC, and a lot of times they would use gas chromatography, which actually heats up that product. It makes it more likely that you're going to have detectable amounts of THC because any detectable THC, illegal, um, and that was it. Where with hemp, because you have these very specific levels at that 0.3, you know, less than a that less than the percentage that you need to, to know and and have accurate reports around. Um, We've actually seen a lot of advancements from, from the industry um, and, and differences in hemp testing versus high THC testing. Like in, in Colorado, um, for the longest time when they started their marijuana program, they also used gas chromatography because it's going to boost the THC levels, which could give them a more marketable number to, to put out there, where here again, that doesn't work for, for the hemp industry. Fortunately, in, in HB 1325, our, our Texas hemp law, we specifically outlined high-performance liquid chromatography. Uh, liquid chromatography, you're going to have very distinct separations of your, your acids, which is really kind of the natural state that that plant's in. So CBDA for hemp plants, THCA for, for marijuana plants, separated from the CBD and Delta 9, which are those activated forms of those cannabinoids you know, with, with Delta-8, um, there are certified reference standards for for Delta-8. I, I know with my work at ionization labs, we test for 14 different cannabinoids, and we have a very distinct separation between Delta-8 and Delta-9. So what that means is, in in cannabinoid testing and HPLC testing you have what's called a, a chromatograph and so it looks like this chart that has different points that each one of those points represents what the percentage value of those different cannabinoids are and something that we've seen consistently and you were talking about farm labs um Andrew there in in Dallas and talking to Chris uh Heudella from Perverte Labs. Proverde um, our chief science officer worked with Waters, you know, some of the more recognized groups in the testing space. Um, all of us have really, you know, uh, we, we've had a, a really hard time uh, stomaching the a lot of the falsified reports that we've seen. Uh, you do see a lot of co of these different peaks where you know, rather than having distinct peaks, they're just kind of throwing them all together and saying it's all Delta-8. Now, the problem there is if you're purchasing that, and this is really for the retailers out there, not only should you be getting a COA, but you have to be looking at that chromatograph. Look at that raw data. If you're not seeing distinct peaks there and you're seeing the shoulder off of your your Delta-8 peak, uh, there's an issue. Ask for those chromatographs. Show me the chromatograph should be definitely something that is part of your vocabulary. And and again, this is you know kind of our role um, with this radio show, with a, our our nonprofit association, our businesses to continue to educate because um, it's important that you know, and and we want to make sure that you know exactly what you're consuming all the time.
0: All right, we're going to go into a commercial break. This is the Texas Hemp Show. Our guest, Shada Tarabi, with Restart CBD. We'll be back after this commercial break.
3: is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high-THC cannabis, and GMP cleanroom management, and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice visit cricpa.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation that's cricpa.com
4: the third annual southern hip expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration this year's event will take place at the convention center in raleigh north carolina on september 2nd through the 4th where we will have three days of conferences seminars and workshops 250 plus exhibitors and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com.
5: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739, that's 956-383-0739, that's TPS Lab.
6: You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter, 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, now. Uh, back to the show with your host Russell Dowd
0: Texas Hemp Show, your host this week Jesse Williams with co-host Coleman Hempel of the Texas Hemp Industries Association. Our guest Shada Tarabi. How you doing this evening, Shada?
1: I'm loving it. This is great. I love talking about this stuff. I think uh, sometimes it gets so you know just talk about CBD, CBD, and it's really exciting to be talking about all these different like applications, like actually like in the nitty gritty of it because that's really where I think a lot of us are seeing the progress being made is by having some of these challenging conversations.
2: For sure. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the focus of late has been Delta 8. But, you know, over the break, we were talking about other amazing cannabinoids that are coming out um, that aren't as controversial, um, you know, really probably aren't as well known and well talked about, like like CBC and THCV and and CBDV, um, which are all coming from. Advancements that we're seeing in genetics, where you're actually seeing this being the predominant molecule in these plants, making that efficient for people to process, make available in different products. Super, super exciting. Um, you know, I, I the, the one thing I was going to say about about Delta A is we are writing this line between um, between label claims and. And, and also setting a precedence, which would be a horrible precedence, to continuing to dissect every single molecule in this plant that Right now, as it stands in the law, both at the federal level and in the state of Texas, it says that all cannabinoids, derivatives, extracts, salts, isomers, salts of isomers are explicitly legal. Um, we have learned a whole lot of things that we didn't know two years ago when when the bill was passed here in Texas, three years ago when it was passed federally. Um, that being said, um, we do want to protect the the plant um, and, and all of the... The natural medicine that that provides. Um, I know. So, Shada, please um, tell us a little bit more about the different products that you offer at your store and how people can find you, where your store is located, where they can find you online. Um, yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We started out, just to kind of give people a little quick flash, we started out as an isolate based sublingual oil line. We really wanted to address uh, the conversation for people who maybe didn't want any THC in their system. And so as you can tell, now the market's just completely swung the door wide open. Now you have isolates, but isolate meaning there's Delta-8 isolated out, there's CBG isolated out, uh, CBN. We sell a significant amount of all these different cannabinoids. We have ratioed products, sublinguals, uh, topicals, a lot of smokable, smokable flower, a lot of vape products. And obviously depending on where you sit in the market, whether you're in Texas or national, there are different things attacking that, like the USPS vape mail ban and Texas we're dealing with a smokable hemp ban. So it's making the industry a little bit interesting. But from a consumer perspective, it's really exciting to see consumers have access to all these different cannabinoids because with that comes the education of how does this work for my body? And that's really where we sit at the intersection of being able to be a brand and a resource for consumers, both here in Austin with our brick and mortar. So we have a shop. Uh, We're open six days a week, staffed by very incredible, um, talented, educated um, team who just loves to help consumers understand how this plant can benefit them. And so we're in North Austin by the domain. If you're familiar or want to go shop up there and say hi to us, we definitely love to help answer questions. And then we do operate e-commerce. So I am shipping nationwide at RestartCBD.com. But really where I want to kind of focus the intention on our brand is we love to educate. And I know everybody says they love to educate, but we're constantly creating resources on YouTube. We have a massively um, growing YouTube channel. I'm trying to create Videos with my sister all the time, and we're also on Instagram creating a lot of content. We really want to help, again, that end consumer navigate as these cannabinoids hit the market. What do they mean? How do they interact with their body? And and just trying to create a space for them to be canna curious. That's really our mission.
2: Yeah. And everyone's a little bit different. And these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA to treat or cure anything. And we're not doctors or lawyers. And we are not doctors or lawyers. But, you know, anecdotally, and what's really exciting to me is having this apothecary this you know huge you know options of different molecules that you know again anecdotally you hear things about you know, appetite suppression and anxiety and sleep and some things more prone to to the morning and some things more prone to the evening. And for those that are really active and and are working out, there's so many different ways to really tune the body. And I see all of these really as these different kind of notes Mm. that, you know, depending on your mood, um, you know, you might want more upbeat music versus something that's more relaxing. Um, It's so exciting to... Be able to provide something that, that fundamentally, as you, know, as you know, people testing these products, people selling these products, we know are safe, mm-hmm. right? I mean, still to this day, even with all the concern around delta eight. I, I have not heard of anyone dying from any of these products. Maybe and,
1: they slept a little too
2: long. Well, and, you know, unfortunately, you still do hear these stories from, you know, conservative news stations like, this person died from cannabis. It's it's not true, y'all. Uh, it's never been recorded. Um, you know, show show me the medical facts around that. We this is this is something that's been used for thousands of years. This is something that we used to feed to our livestock. This is something that we used to actually absorb in our diets because it was pervasive in in our on our agriculture agricultural use. Um, it, it's it, it's it's something that we're tuned to, um, and it's it's exciting to to see all of these different products coming back in a really strong way. The reality of Delta Eight to me is that. We were told for years that legalizing marijuana, the
0: sky was going to fall. It was gonna be this mass issue of drunk drivers and people being intoxicated in public that just acting foolishly and harmful to one another. And Delta eight came along. It's producing this high for a lot of people and the sky hasn't falling. People aren't acting foolishly in public with it. We're not seeing increases in DUIs and act like somehow as well, that we were going to let DUIs go with this. And we're not, if you're intoxicated, you're wrong. You should be prosecuted for such. That's just horrendous behavior for driving. You put so many people at risk, and nobody's advocating that anybody do that. But this it's like, well, I said, this guy isn't falling. This big issue didn't happen. And yes, there are probably areas I believe we need to rectify because no, no, no senator should be getting a call saying, my kid got a hold of D8 gummies. And it's like, well, how? Well, they're in the middle of the gas station unattended. And it's like, we wanted to treat this product like, like almost like tobacco, 18 and up. And now we don't even give tobacco to 18 and up, it's 21 and up.
1: The challenge is who's who's knowledgeable, right? And so unfortunately, when you're shopping at some of these stores, I don't know if the gas station owner or the, the clerk knows what the difference between Delta 8 or Delta 9 is. And so that's where it is a little bit scary. Unfortunately, consumers are getting exposed to those in those settings. But if you kind of step back and again, you're doing your due diligence, you're trying to shop with brands that are, you know, putting forth quality products and helping educate you and kind of connecting the dots for you. I do, I want everybody to feel comfortable and confident with cannabis to explore it in a safe space at your own pace. We always say start low and increase there. You don't have to smoke it. If that's your preference, great. Otherwise we've got a lot of other products and really truly it's just figuring out what is the best combination of these cannabinoids, what's the best deliverance for your body and then taking it from there because I really believe everybody can benefit from this plant and and we're just scratching the surface. It's so exciting. It's it's truly powerful.
2: Shada, where can people where's your store located and where can people find you online?
1: Yeah, uh we are in North Austin. So we're at 2521 Rutland Drive, and then we are also online at restartcbd.com. And then if you want to find me, I'm at the Shada tarabi on Instagram and like I said, I love this plant. I'm a content creator. I'm a marketer. I'm an educator. I'm a steward of this plant. I just want to help our community understand and be more kind curious. And so for anybody who wants to continue this conversation, I always encourage you to reach out. Don't be afraid. There's no dumb questions and just be open-minded to exploring it.
0: I've noticed on your website, free CBD hemp pre-roll with $99 plus purchase. Use code code. Free roll.
1: We're always doing a deal or discount. We definitely like to incentivize people and give them options to try different products. So that's a way that we kind of do that. We're always trying to highlight an edible, a smokable, a this or that, because most oftentimes people are really hesitant until someone kind of you know hands you the olive branch and invites you into the safe space. Here, so... man,
0: try this stuff, man. <laughs>
1: try it in an evening where you're not going anywhere, you know, you're just.
2: Go sit on your couch and watch some SpongeBob, man. <laughs> Yeah, if y'all can't get enough of, of listening to, to Shada, uh, you also have a podcast, uh, To Be Blunt.
1: I do. Thank uh. you. Yes, I release new episodes every Monday. I'm on all the major channels, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and it's To Be Blunt Pod on Instagram. And yeah, it's a marketing cannabis podcast. So I talk about the challenges that this industry faces when it comes to bringing these products to market. But we also have a lot of information for the consumers as well.
2: Awesome.
0: I to actually talk real quick about the medical canvas bill did you see with that today in the house clicks uh bill house bill 1535
1: i did it's very exciting
0: it's great they did this floor the floor reading and it was very well received we amended the bill we saw it get amended where the word veterans was taken out so it's it's not just veterans with ptsd it's anybody with ptsd when they did this is the only bill i saw today that they even did this with where when they asked for yays and nays, you could audibly hear the representatives saying their yays, Whereas the other bill's like, yeah. And they just do it, yeah, yays have it. This one, you could hear yays, Definitive. It was obvious to everybody in the room. And then when they say the yeas have it, the House actually was like, yeah, all right. Love that. It was just amazing. Like, that was the only bill that had this sort of response to it. Did, did we get a final vote count on that bill? Um so it'll be the third reading will be tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's when they'll actually do their little clicker thing where they, they press a button to say yay or nay, and they actually tally up the votes.
2: Yeah. Well, so you know, we will be posting this podcast tonight, but it, it can't be understated, um, and we say it every single week. Please, please reach out to your state representatives. Um, go on to Google Google who represents me, type in your zip code, it'll lay out who your state representative is, who your state senator is, and really in the state of Texas, that's, that's who we're dealing with. That's that's who you um, should be reaching out to. Um, please be kind to these people, um, share your story with them, and, and give them encouragement to move these things forward. A, a very overwhelming vote in the House will really position all of these different bills that got voted out today very favorably in the Senate. As it moves over to the Senate, again, make those those same calls. Um, this would be a great step forward. This would be expanding the the THC limit to, to 5%. Um, it's, it's opening up a lot of different pre-existing conditions that weren't acknowledged in the past. And so Texas is making these strides forward in acknowledging that this is a plant that has huge impacts on our on our health and there's this huge populations of people that really have been demanding and and you know, imploring uh, our, our representatives and senators to to make these things allowed so very encouraged to, to see those things move forward um again we uh we appreciate um all of y'all support and Uh, Please um, continue to to reach out to those reps. That will be wrapping it up
0: for the 26th episode of the Texas Amp Reporter. Our guest Shada Tarabi with Restart CBD. You can find them at restartcbd.com if you want to go to their physical location. As she said before, 2521 Rutland Drive, number 150A. You can reach them at info at restartcbd.com if you want to email them. It's location near the domain on the north side of Austin. As well, the month of May, we'll have, on the 5th, guest Nug of Knowledge. The 12th, Oak Cliff Cultivators. The 19th is Hemp Piracle. The 26th is West Town Bank. In June, we'll actually, on the 23rd, have Sid Miller from the Texas Department of Agriculture on our show. June 2nd, the Texas Hemp Coalition. The 9th, Filmmaker Kevin Booth. 16th, Longhorn Wellness. And the 30th, Bright Ideas Hydroponics. So we want to give everybody a... Have a, have a good evening. Have a good
2: evening, Shada.
1: Thank you so much. I'll have a good evening, and don't be afraid to be kind of curious.
2: Yeah. Hey, and last thing, please be looking for our May issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Um, this could be going out to 300 different retail store locations here in the Austin area, all of the HEB and Whole Foods in the Austin area, um, and then to all of the licensees really in the southwestern region. Um, Look forward to to getting that out to everybody. Um, Please enjoy that info and, and continue to follow us here at the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Show. Have a good evening.